so here's the story. Like, I grew up on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the bridge that separates South Beach. So when they show the movies, they show like South Beach and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. okay. If you yeah. if you journey across the bridge, you go run right into most of us. As soon as you hit right, MFK right. Boulevard, you like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well kind of is out here. Uh, Bad Rouge is like is North Bad Rouge. South Baton Rouge and East Baton Rouge. Yeah, my fiance went to Southern, so I've been out there a bunch of times. And then right, right. The, um, we used to travel to Baton Rouge for a track meet for L- at LSU, and uh, my uh, best friend went to um, my best friend and my cousin went to LSU. They played okay. for LSU, and I used to be like, "Come get me, let's hang out." <laughs> and they right, used to right. have me. I was like, "Oh, I love this." I showed you how to jig. Yeah, they oh. did. <laughs> 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 Every time Yo. we like, y'all do that dance, y'all be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Chad, he's the jigging master out of all of us. So, you know, yeah, that's Chad. Yeah, I'm, I'm retired now. Yeah, oh, retired. man. I got to come out every now and then, you know, show these youngsters. <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome, kings and queens, to the What Do We Know podcast. All right, so it looks like Chad here record. Um, welcome to the What Do We Know podcast. Uh, we're back for another, hopefully another classic episode. Uh, we thank you guys for continuing to be on this journey with us. As, as I've said before, and, I, and I'll continue to say, we're going to get better and better with this. Um, y'all, tonight is a special night. We have a lovely special guest with us. Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, we were... Can you, can you introduce yourself one more time, special guest, please? Absolutely. So my name is Dr. Jasmine Highsmith, um, born and raised in Miami, Florida, um, former collegiate athlete. I went to the University of South Florida, did track and field, was a thrower. Um, and now I have a doctorate in education with a concentration in sports management, and I'm the founder of Female Athletes Rock. So basically, Female Athletes Rock is a platform created to empower and inspire female athletes. Um, yeah. It gives them a platform to share their story. So yeah. that's what I do. That's what's up. You know, I was looking at your Instagram page, and I was just like, well, what what, what sports does you play? I thought you hooped. No. I, hooped. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you hooped. So I was just like, does she hoop? Because she got a lot of basketball stuff. So I'm thinking that she hooped. And I asked Chet, asked Chet in case you didn't know, me and Chet are brothers. Okay. Also, our cousins, so we're all family. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're all family. So I, I, I text my brother. I say, Chad, does she who? He was like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so I was just like, well, it's 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 a good it's good to ask on the podcast. Why not do it live? Yeah. So, um, track and field. So, yeah. So you just did track and field. So, um, with, with the track and field, you said you were a thrower. What else? I was a thrower. I did the shot, the hammer, the weight, and the discus throw. Okay, okay. And what high school did you attend? I went to the Miami Northwestern Senior High School. She was okay. at the beginning. The country, <laughs> Bridgewater, Amari Cooper. What? <laughs> yeah. They're a lot younger than me, but that's my high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, one of, the legend- yeah, one of the legendary schools out there is IMG Academy. Where exactly is that? So, IMG is actually in Bradenton, Florida. Okay. Bradenton, I don't know if you heard of Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Fabian Washington, Mike Jenkins. Mm-hmm. I went to school with Mike Jenkins, but I know all of them. But that's where they're from, and that's where IMG is. So IMG okay. has been around for a long time. So like the, what I call white-collar sports, so like the tennis. and the, They mm-hmm. had that going on for the kids, and then they got football now. 
it's they just crazy. Let these kids out these areas and, and developing it's, them to play at the next level. It's crazy. Like these coaches, I, I've seen some of I've actually Googled, you know, you know, people say Google is your friend. Uh -huh. So I've I Googled some of those, those that school and I'm just like, man, these dudes are like college athletes. So yeah. are they like so are they high school players or yeah, all of them all of them are high school. So you know like the other sports that you can go pro in mm -hmm. before you have to so like they do like a lot of people go there to train for tennis, a lot of soccer people go there. Oh, it's like a prep school. Yes, it's a prep school. So they take them out of high school. They don't need high school no more. These kids are elite athletes. And they give them that 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 experience where they got in there with the best nutrition, the best weight rooms. And they're just developing them to go play at the next level. Yeah. Grant Delpit, uh, the safety for LSU a couple years ago, he went to IMG Academy. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm so so that's so it's just a prep school. So like it's not really a, a, your standard high school that 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 we're used yeah, to. They take like online classes and stuff like that. And my my school actually just played them, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a fair game. It's not. You gathering all the elite athletes from across, yeah. the country, putting them on yeah. one. And I was like, that ain't fair. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, y'all. If I'm not mistaken, um, a couple of years ago, I talked to a kid uh, who played for Southern Lab. I think they played them. Mm -hmm. I am dude. And I'm just like, why? Why? <laughs> man, man, hey, man. Southern man. Lab? Yeah, Southern Lab. Southern Lab. Actually, Chad Paxton cut his hair and he had told I, I think it was I think it was at Paxton's barbershop. Paxton's another one of our cousins too. So I think Paxton at his barbershop, he was just like the, the kid had played for Southern Lab and he said that they played him, if I'm not mistaken. I think oh, it was football. at that barbershop. Yeah, football and football. Yeah. So I mean, IMG has produced some elite athletes and some up and coming elite athletes, and it's hey, crazy. Chad. Hey Chad, you know who uh, Mike Jenkins played for in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> huh? You know who drafted him? <laughs> huh? That's who drafted him? Chad, what Chad? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, I just want to let you know. I just want to ask, see if you knew. Okay. <laughs> You're not missing anything, Jess. They're Cowboys fans, and if I and if I'm right, I think you are a Cowboy fan as well, aren't you? No, absolutely. Oh, you're not. Oh, no, okay. no. Um, I'm from Miami. I cheer for the Dolphins, but um, that's my, a great my, decision, Jasmine. <laughs> my dad actually is an NFL um, executive, so he really with the Seahawks right now. Yeah, he was with the Browns, and then he. Before that, he was with the Packers for a long time. So I cheer, wow. for whatever, I cheer for whatever team he worked for. And then my brother is a scout for the Bills, so I cheer for them too. I, I and then I like Lamar Jackson, so I like I pick my team based on who playing. I got you get tickets for each one too. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I, got you. Like, I feel like the Dolphins have been giving me so many issues for so so long. I don't even belong to them anymore. Like I'm like whatever. But they doing okay. You know, I you know, I kind of need your mindset because all of our teams are losers. I'm a Falcons fan, so you can't even I can't you can't even imagine. You know, I'm not even gonna get into that. Okay, <laughs> just know I'm just a Falcon fan, and and it's, oh, and it's been the worst experience of 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 my life. Has to be. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Y'all has. just yes, started losing. You just started losing, Tony. We've been losing for 25 years. Y'all been in the Super Bowl four years ago. Bro, yeah, but but we didn't but we didn't win the Super Bowl though. You 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 know what you sound like? You sound like that privileged kid that always got what they want and y'all you get a little bit of little bit of loss and that was the worst thing. Now, hey, he talking like that straight A student that got a B in class. Yeah, bro, he got a B plus in class <laughs> and ain't gonna get in trouble. That's what you right, talking bro. like. Okay, okay, I would rather I would rather y'all have five Super Bowl rings. My team ain't got jack. And okay? I was three when we won our last one. <laughs> All right, so stop. Whatever, bro. Whatever. But anyway, we can we can all the Dolphins haven't won anything in God knows when. I don't. I wasn't even born when the Dolphins won, so we can all conclude we just belong to really. Oh, yeah. My God. yeah. But anyway, um, tell us more about your uh, about your podcast. I think you said uh, what's it called again? So I just started um, talking about life after sports for athletes. So yeah. basically, it's that transition from sports to whatever role they play afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I find that there's a huge disconnect in athletes not being prepared for life after the sport. And mm -hmm. I think partially because when we're young, 
people put it in your head. You're an athlete. You're an athlete, and you're not. You're nothing else. That's all you know. Yes. Your identity is pretty much wrapped up in whatever it is that you do, and that's all you know. So I got friends that haven't played football in years, haven't played wow. in years, but that's they still trying to like find themselves outside of that. So yeah. my goal is to just show athletes, student athletes, when they like, hey, there is a life after this. I believe that sports is just the foundation. Mm-hmm. And it sets you up for so much more, the discipline, the character building, just all those qualities. You can do so many more things with them. And I don't think a lot of athletes realize that. They just spend their whole life trying to, to live that dream that happened before. And I'm like, now you got to get it up. Now it's over. That chapter. Yeah. 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 So this, um, what I'm doing with this is just giving athletes an opportunity to share their journey, life after sports. You know, it's hard. I remember when I got done um, competing and it's been well over 10, well, it's been 10 years, 11 years now for USF. And um, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I don't have nobody telling me I need to come to practice. I don't have to go. I don't have access to the weight room no more. I got to pay for a gym membership. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you're not not ready for it because as an athlete, like, everything's handed to you. And I just got to Mm -hmm. talk to my friends about that. Like, you you get it handed to you. And I went to USF. So, like, I remember my best friend went to LSU. And he, um, Ricky Jean Francois, and he, like, he was living a lavish life at LSU. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's what life is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, me, I, I played basketball uh, at a powerhouse program out here in Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Christian Life Academy. Uh, and just by going there, I, I automatically saw the political aspects of, you know, sports. Right. And it's crazy because you got to look at that and deal with that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't know that the coach or whoever has pretty much can have their career in your hands. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's all they want from you at that point. They're right. not even mm-hmm. like they're so focused on what they can get from you. They're not even preparing you for life. Right. Like your time is it's only four years and four miles go four years go by like that. Like, exactly. yeah. Not even like we were so focused on winning here. I didn't even teach you to win when you leave my All right, right. It was just strictly basketball. Yeah, I had that at uh, I had that in basketball when I first started. I think it was my freshman year. I started playing varsity ball, and uh, I went to a racist school. And I'm from I'm I'm from Louisiana, but I live out here in Virginia. So I went to a racist school. So when I found when I found out politics was happening to me when it comes to not able to be like successful because of he had he picked his favorites and that's what these coaches do they pick these favorites that they went throughout the year even yeah. in the summertime and then when I transitioned to football I excelled I started all four years playing football being a running back and then another thing I was going to ask you Jasmine was or you know comment on what you were saying about life after sports sometimes it's people not knowing what to do mm-hmm. sometimes it's like like me, I broke my leg mm-hmm. and I had this overwhelming depression. Right. And so it, 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 it was like I wasn't ready to give up on sports, but sports gave up on me. So I fell into like this depression and it was like, well, f- forget it, man. I'm about to just go start cooking wings at, you know, Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. Yeah. And so like I let the game get away from me. Then when I, as I got older, I found out that like, you know, like what you're doing, other avenues to, you know, mm-hmm. still be involved with sports. And then I may not be able to do it, but my knowledge can put in these kids, the youth, yeah. the people, and we yeah. all getting older. So, you know, through coaching, like I got accepted to be a coach for a um, young team. I didn't tell Tony Chad, this is breaking news. I got a, <laughs> I got a, a, a opportunity to coach literally football next year whenever yeah. sports open up because of COVID. So I'm able to use what I know and everything that happened to me that, yeah, there is life after sports, mm-hmm. but you can still be involved with it, you know, like podcast yeah. coaching or, you know, just yeah. giving back. To I, think, I think what happens is, like, again, you get so wrapped up in it, and you can go so many different ways. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my brother went to UM. He did try to do the pro thing. It didn't work out. He jumped right into scouting. But when I talked to him and asked him about it, he's like, yeah, I always knew. He's like, I always knew I can go do something else. But some kids don't have that. They don't have mm-hmm. somebody telling them, you can go 
be a coach. You can go be a scout. You can go, mm-hmm. you don't have that. So, and they, they carry, and most of them are carrying their families on their back. Like, I got to go yeah. pro because my family, I got to live this dream for them. And mm-hmm. some of them, they just doing it because somebody put it in their head. Some of them not even doing it because they love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so, I'm sorry, go read from. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Yeah, so looking back on it now, where you are now versus, you know, when you were competing, is there anything that you would change? Based on, you know, what you starting this, this yeah. podcast, which I think is a great platform, you know, giving people the identity, letting people know that you have an identity. So is there anything looking back now that you would change when you were competing to now? Yeah, I actually, I probably... I'm one of them people, like, it comes natural. So, like, school mm-hmm. came naturally. Like, I was just in, I was, I would, I, I laugh now. Like, I was a hard worker, but I only worked when I wanted something. Like, I knew I was going to get something in return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 like those prints. Now, if you make an A in yeah. this, you're going to get this. Yeah, I got you. Now, when I talk to younger athletes, I'm like, guys, like, it's so much more to this, like, Go network, go have fun, like mm-hmm. you know. But always make a plan. Like, I don't think I didn't have a clear plan. I used okay. to say what I wanted to do, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a clear plan of what I wanted to do when I got out of high school. So I kind of just like fell into like, oh, I could just do this and do this, but it wasn't it wasn't orchestrated properly. And although plans do change and you know things happen, it's better to just like sit down, map out your life, like put all the cards on the table and see what you're going to do. Cause then at least you have direction. Yeah. Way. Yeah. 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 My, yeah. Our parents growing up used to always say, well, you know, you need a, you need a fallback plan. You need a fallback plan in case this doesn't work because what if, what if you break a leg or, or what if you don't get scouted? Because I mean, it's a harsh reality for every one player that's in the pros mm-hmm. for any sport, a thousand of them didn't make it. Right, a thousand of them didn't make it. So you know, you you're left with that. You're left with with with, with that. You, they have. I think they should keep that in mind. So, I mean, the fact that you brought this platform to give people a voice to help them out of that out of that transition, I I, I just think that's I just think that's great. I I honestly don't think anybody else has thought of that. Not that I'm thinking that that's yeah, not not that not that we know of. Not yeah. that we know of, at least. Yeah, so, so the fact that so the fact that you're giving them a safe place to to be yeah. like, okay, wait, it's almost like it's almost like you're giving them a second chance. Yeah. You know, to 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 find out what they really are made of, what their purpose is, and mm-hmm. and man, that's 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 great. That's great. I love it. Speaking I, of second chances, I uh I completed an online course for a sports agency, mm-hmm. so I took that avenue to be still be you know connected to sports and I feel like a lot of people feel like if you didn't go play at the college level or the pros you know your life with sports is over like it has no meaning but I feel like by me you know being an agent you know I can just approach (laughs) approach athletes you know with the mindset of 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 a right or more of a moral perspective Mm-hmm. We need more black agents too. Right, I agree. They're, they're, Tony, can you, Tony, can you imagine? Can you, can you, can you imagine Chad being a sports agent, bro? Holy bro. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, man, 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 man! That 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 would be a sight to see, dog. That would be a sight. To see. Why would that be a sight to see? Because Chad, just knowing you, bro, for almost thirty years, man, how you just how you are, bro, it's, it's funny. I can just imagine somebody coming to talk to you about your client, and you'll be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because it's just how you are, bro. It'll be a sight to see. I can't wait. And 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 I hate and I hate to say it, but don't but but don't let it be a white GM, man. Don't yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, bro, bro. You know, Jazz. When I tell you, Chad is the most pro black person that we we know. What we need. Exactly, yeah. I agree. I, I totally sure. agree. I totally agree. Representing professional athletes because what happens is in sports, because the 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 front office is so whitewashed and Facts. so you know po- so political, like you don't have nobody like I, we not doing that. 
<laughs> we're not doing that. I, like what LeBron and them did this summer in the bubble with all the social justice stuff. Like I like that, but we'll never ever <coughs> <coughs> keep, keep talking, Jazz. Keep talking. We'll never see any kind of progressiveness in the NFL like that. Facts, big facts. Well, big facts. I feel like as far as what the NBA did in the bubble, here we go. I wasn't really a fan of the. <laughs> The names and statements on the back of the jersey. Uh-huh. Okay, I feel like that's a bit much, yeah. Because eventually, much. that's gonna become a monetary thing, right? And I also feel like, yeah, you can have that on the back of your jersey, but are you changing your behavior? Mm-hmm. And how yeah. you think? And are are you holding those accountable who may think like that? Right. True. That's true. So that's why I really wasn't a big fan of. You know, I feel like the the intent was good behind it, right. but you know. When it comes to us, you know, we delicate. You know, right. anything can set us off or have us thinking like, you know, because honestly, that's that's the, that's what we were forced to think, you know, yeah. for all so many all these years. A lot of that's appeasing, too. I was just telling one of my friends that I was like, we as black people, sometimes we can be so simple. All they got to do is just do a little bit. And we like, yay. Like, right, right, oh, right. Yeah, I, like I said, I, they, I love what they did, but now we gotta. Okay, you put it out there in the forefront. What are y'all gonna do next? Because right. y'all just right. y'all just appeasing us at this time. It's just like okay, here go a cookie. Yeah, right yeah. And, and, and that goes. The NFL yeah. wants to get involved. Like two years. You see it in the commercials. <laughs> they got it in every commercial. Yeah. Wait, well, y'all heard about the uh, y'all heard about the Rooney? Y'all know the Rooney Rule, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's just the most, excuse my language, I know we're not supposed to use that, but that is the most bullshit-ass rule I have yeah. ever heard like, in my life. Like, no, do you heard, you heard, you heard what the new proposal is? Mm-hmm. No, what is it? The new proposal is, instead of just, um, it's even worse. Like, if you, if you interview a black, um, you know, just the Rooney Roy, if you interview a black or a minority. You get cash? It, huh? Is it is it that they pay you for that or you get some type of reward? You get like a a compensatory third round pick. Okay, that's whack. That's whack. It's like it's like, bro, okay, now you just throwing it in our face. So it's almost like it's a charity case thing. Right. It's almost like it's a charity case thing. And to piggy off your uh, point, Jazz, when you said, you know, it's almost like they're giving a cookie and so what's next? I never understood why the world got so upset with Jay-Z. When they were in that meeting with with Roger Goodell, he was like, "Okay, he was asking everybody in the room, okay, so do you know why we're here? Do you know why we're doing this? Okay, now 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 that now that we've acknowledged what's going on, what's the next step of action now? What how do what do we do to go forward with this? So you know, I I, I totally agree, but you know, back to Hakeem, I, I just think you know that Rooney Rule is more of a um, it's throwing us a bone. Yeah, it's throwing us a bone. It's a charity case. I mean. It's a charity case. Why not just have? Why not instead of instead of implementing a rule to to uh to, to specifically for minorities? Why can't these owners and these GMs or whatever just simply say, okay, well, I like what this coach is doing, so let me give him a call, even if he's not of the white color. Right. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I just, like Mike, like Mike Tomlin. It's yeah, like Mike Tomlin. It's twenty twenty. Why do you even need a rule for that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a sport where majority, ninety nine point nine percent of the players are black. Exception of the quarterbacks. And even like, that, come on. That over too. Like, come on. Like, we are the reason why basketball and football, the two most powerful sports, two of the most, two of the three most powerful sports in the world, right. are what they are. Are what they are. Yep. You know, and and that's no that's no not that's no not to the to the great white athletes that those sports have seen or yep. baseball. To, but come on, man! Like it, it's just like Roger Goodell said, the NFL would not be anything without black athletes. Yeah. So I just think that I just think that you know they they should really do away with that. And these owners, somebody needs to hold these owners accountable. Now, where do we go from there? I don't know. I think that someone should definitely hold these owners and these GMs accountable saying, okay, well, we don't need this rule, but let's genuinely call up this minority coach to give him a shot to see what he has to offer for our franchise. Yeah. You know, I, 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 that's, that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Like the Dolphins didn't give a, they, when they interviewed Mike Tomlin back in, uh, I think it was, oh, 
How long he been the head coach? Oh seven. So I think you. I think I, so. After they won the Super Bowl in 05, I think that's when Bill Cowher retired. Yeah, so they when, when 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 Mike Tomlin interviewed with the Dolphins, they said he was too hip hop. So they got Joe Philbin. How did that turn out? Joe Philbin. Oh my God, I hate him. This so, right here. He wants his program ran. A, he ran. He runs off any player that has an issue. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. reason that Chad got booted off the team when he got in that incident with Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. It was people don't plan on teams with way worse incidents. He got rid of Chad quick. So we see we we're, we're starting to see a, a growth in the quarterbacks. The, the the quarterbacks are now actually changing color. Jazz, do you think that? That do you think that trend is going to continue? Do you think that trend is going to continue where we see more athletic quarterbacks under center than what we do? Because we're so used to seeing the pocket passes like the Peyton Mays and the Drew Brees and the and 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 uh, the Ben Rock and the Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that that trend is going to go up? I think it's been, been like that. So yeah, for the most part, what's happening is sports, football. The player is evolving. The type of player is evolving. Yeah. So, like the defensive linemen are not the same defensive linemen from the eighties. The <laughs> the running backs are not the same. Everybody's not the same. So like that that pocket passer is not going to be able to uh, to to withstand what's going. Like you need a Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that can run. <laughs> yeah. Get away from get away from the defense, and that's exactly what he's doing. Um, I'm hoping that with Lamar Jackson and the Teddy Bridgewaters and the Kyle, like the Kyle Murray's, you can see our kids can see it themselves as quarterbacks. And when schools come to them and say, "We gonna move you to corner," no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. that's not me. I don't play. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of kids have been talked out of playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because we don't fit what a quarterback is now, and when you go pro, it's even worse. Because as a quarterback, you are the leader of the team. You are the, yeah. of the franchise, and I'm happy that Jim Harbaugh actually saw that in Lamar and allowed him. They saw that and just allowed him to be himself, like because he's from South Florida. He sounds like mm-hmm. Kodak Black when he talks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that shows where progressively where that that particular organization where they're trying to head. Yeah, and I and hope other organizations do give black kids an opportunity. Don't like I shouldn't have to come to you. I play quarterback, and you telling me I'm going to be a receiver. I ain't never yeah. caught a call a day in my life. Maybe in little league, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> like that was so long yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah I, I think. I was, um, go ahead, Ken. I think it's like even with like back in 2012, like RG3, like the Redskins were able to, they were to, they took that dude number two overall. Mm-hmm. So if RG3 doesn't get hurt, RG3 is every bit of what Lamar Jackson is right now because RG3 yeah. took the league by storm. And this yeah. is coming from a Cowboys fan. So I think, and then like another thing that's really changing with the quarterback is really the height of the quarterback. Because outside of Drew Brees, ain't nobody taking a quarterback if they six two and under. No. Nah. Like now they taking these short shorter dudes because of like a Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson is every bit of six feet. And like he's a baseball player. So like people like Russell Wilson, and I know he's not really that good to me, but Baker Mayfield, the Kyler Murrays, and like like Dak Prescott, he's six two or six one. Like they're starting to take these guys that's like they're really focusing on your arm talent versus what you look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because nowadays, if you really think about it, besides Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, I'm probably missing a few other. Who's really a pocket quarterback? Matt Ryan. I, well, Matt Ryan too. Matt Ryan's a pocket quarterback. Like, But I would say 80% of these quarterbacks can move. Like yeah. even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, a, he, and he'll tuck it and run. And he'll get you the first down. So it's like, there's not that really many. There's not really that many um, pocket quarterbacks. They all can legit move, and I just think right. yeah, the the, the top five or like the if you think if you look at the ten best quarterbacks, shit, like seven of them are black. Facts. Facts. So that's a good thing. 
Facts. So uh, let's I'm gonna make a transition. Akeem, I think you got a couple questions oh, yeah. for our special guest. Let's get to it, oh, buddy. This is really um this is really a question. Uh and listen, Jasmine, I'm sorry, I don't have an Instagram. So okay. I don't I don't know nothing about you. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, okay. Okay, so um what we normally talk about, we do talk sports up here, but our main focus is like basketball. Because okay. me and Chad are like me and Chad are basketball savants. So I wanted to ask you about, or ask the whole panel about, and we can start with you, mm-hmm. the Clay Thompson injury. Oh, man. Yeah, and how we already know on, on, on the face of it, it's devastating because now he's going to miss two years of basketball. But how is that going to affect not just the Golden State Warriors, but Steph Curry? When I heard about the injury, I was just like, oh, no, that's like, it's devastating. Like you said, I think that's, that's Steph's guy. He needs him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I just think that it's going it's gonna to force him to be in some uncomfortable roles while he's playing. Hopefully he can, he can manage, but if they don't have a backup for clay, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, because I told Chad this earlier. So, Tony is a little bit more high on Steph Curry than me and Chad are. So When I tell you they're the biggest Steph Curry, Hakeem is more of a Steph Curry hater than, than, than he's, a, he's, a Steph, he's a Steph Curry hater. No, listen, so Jasmine, Jasmine, listen, when I break down, when I break down how I break down Steph Curry, this is not uh, going to sound like no hater. Tony just has tunnel vision. He thinks one way, I'm a hater, and he sticks on that. So, well, this is my thing. <laughs> Steph Curry is a Hall of Fame point guard. Mm-hmm. But can we really say he's in the class of the um like he's a Hall of Famer. He's like a probably top 20, top 30 player. But let's just say this is this year to me is going to be a big year for Steph Curry because those championships that he won, he was Never a finals MVP, mm-hmm. but he changed the game of shooting the basketball. Everybody wants to shoot the three like Steph Curry. Yeah. So, so what I propose now, like this year is so big because he need he needs, like you said, he needs Steph, he needs Klay Thompson to mm-hmm. be an NBA champion. Just like Jordan needed his Pippen. Nope, he can't do it without the other. And but I've seen – I haven't seen Steph Curry do this yet, and this is where I'm going with it. I've seen Allen Iverson be the point guard for a team, take his team to the finals without another star. I've seen Chris Paul do it in 07 08, take the Northern Hornets to the playoffs. I've seen Russell Westbrook do it for three years after he, he, he um, averaged a triple-double for three straight years. I've, I'm, we're seeing Dame Dollar do it now. And I think basketball-wise, I like Damian Lillard better than Steph because I've seen Dame – take his team, his team on without his on his back and take him to the playoffs and even beat the Lakers in game one yeah. with a CJ McCollum with a, with a broken bone in his back. The mm-hmm. only time we've seen Steph do it without his horses, he broke his hand. He got hurt. Got so hurt. my thing is I've seen other point guards do it and put the team on their back. I haven't seen Steph do it yet. So I think this year is big for Steph to be like, hey, look, man, we know you got those championships, but it, you didn't do it by – you've never been a finals MVP. You never did it by yourself. So I can't even put you in that class of, like, the, 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 like the upper echelon because you, he's going to go down as a three-time champion, but no finals MVP. Like, you let Andre Iguodala get it on the 2015 <laughs> team. So – but I've seen other point guards do it and take, put the teams on the back. I've never seen Steph do it. So it's not me being a hater. It's just – I've, I haven't seen the guys that I grew up with. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose took his team to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't win, but he took his team to the playoffs. I've never seen Steph do it. Right. So my question to everybody is, what do, you, what do you expect from Steph Curry after knowing Klay Thompson went down with injury? So I, I think just because of who he is, I mean, it's not a shadow of a doubt that he's a great player. I think he's going to give the, the effort to, to put the team on his back. But I don't 
I'm not too confident that he can he can do that. Like I've never seen him have. He's always had people around him to support him. He there's always been somebody in a supporting role. Right. So if this is for it'll be a it's going to be a, a challenge for him, but it'll be a sight to see if he can do that. Yeah. That takes, that's a different type of play. You got to have that dog in you. And Steph Curry, I feel he, like, I, he just, I don't think he has it. I feel like. He's a privileged, one of the privileged professional athletes. I don't Ooh. feel like he got that dog in him. That's fair. Can we I bring him next week? <laughs> <laughs> My thing is with with Steph and the situation with the Warriors and Clay. Uh, the two main things that they rely on are IQ players and the consistency of their, you know, uh, their stars. But aside from uh, Curry not, you know, can handle what he can handle or not, I don't think he's durable enough to handle it. Because even yes. when he has his stars, he's he gets knick-knacked a lot. Now, I know that's a, that he gets those injuries mainly because he cutting moves a lot coming off screens. But his durability hasn't shown that he can play a full season. And he's getting older. Yeah, and uh, the best ability is availability. Like, do y'all know since 2013, it goes LeBron, Damian Lillard, and Klay Thompson who ran the most miles in the NBA since 2013, bro. Like, that's durable. So, I don't, I don't, I don't. What do you got to say, Tony? (laughs) Since we're, since all three of us are haters. Um, so this is, this is my thing. I'm, Jazz, I'm very high on Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry is, when healthy, I think Steph Curry is top two. LeBron is top one. He's in a class of his own. Me personally, I think Steph Curry is top two. Better than KD. Better than KD. I think Steph Curry is top two. (laughs) I think he's top two. Kevin Durant is top three. I'm sorry. I, 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 Steph, Steph Curry has been doing this since they had the old jerseys. Now, the wait, thing wait, was, wait, wait. So, oh, wait, hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done. So, Steph, <laughs> oh Steph Curry learned. I think Steph Curry learned from when he got drafted to, I guess, 2015 that he really, he really, he really learned the game of basketball. And, from you know, what you mean from who? I'm just saying, I'm saying, just like, Let him talk, player, Chad. Let him just, talk. just like any other player, he really learned the game of basketball and the Warriors were built like how we want to see every team built. This is, this is my counter argument to y'all saying, well, he, he, you know, he's, he's that privileged, he's that privileged kid. Steph Curry was on a team that was at that, that, that went from, I think going to the playoff with Baron Davis and the Al Harrington's and then, you know, missing the playoffs. Steph Curry was Steph Curry was a, was the player when the Warriors drafted him, they made it a point to build around him. And they did. So that's when you brought in the Clay. That's when you brought in the Draymond. Unfortunately, you brought in Mark Jackson, who actually helped build that team, and then you got rid of him and got the coaching guru. No, 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 no. He drafted Draymond and Clay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. My point is they built the Warriors. So now that Clay is gone, now that Clay is gone. KD's gone. KD is gone. Yes, KD is gone. First of all, I think KD is irrelevant when it comes to this conversation because that team really didn't need KD. They didn't need him. They already won. They already made two. They won a championship and they also went to another championship and they lost, of course. But I don't. But I don't think they. I, I get that, but I don't think they needed him. I think that Steph Curry has not seen the the court competitively in a year. You still got Draymond. If they put the pieces around, if they put, if they have the right pieces around around uh, Steph and Draymond, I think Steph Curry will be okay with taking the reins and putting his team on his back, putting the team on his back, and and I, I can see him as a sixth, or, I can see him as a fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. So why did I, he put the team on the back when KD went down in the finals? Oh, well, I mean. Well, first of all, the Raptors. Well, first of all, the Raptors on the roll. They were not going to beat the Raptors at all with Kawhi because Kawhi just came in and just took the league by storm. But if he, but if he's top two, but if he's top two, and you still got Clay, this before Clay went down. But if he's top two, how come he didn't put the team on his back? And he had the coaching guru. 
Yeah, okay, and so, you said so, he's top two, so that means he's so, better than Kawhi. So Kawhi beat him head to head matchup. I'm just saying what you're saying. He, yeah, KD so went down. Got, so you have Clay. So you have Clay and KD to go down. So now your offense is predicated with those two. So now that those two are down, who do you have replaced them to, to run those same to, to run those to run that same offense? They had to switch up the offense, but still. But still, everything was messed up when KD and Clay went down. Everything but you said KD's up. irrelevant. He is now because they're not because he's not there. And then Clay went down. Love the. And pack. then Clay went down. Love it. Your entire your entire offense is in a flux. Your entire offense is in a flux. And then Toronto is gaining momentum on you. They're, they're gaining momentum very very quickly, very quickly. I watched every game. So when KD. So when KD came back and then went down again and then Clay went down, their entire offense was in flux, that entire finals. The entire final series, their, their offense was, it was in flux because it was already predicated for KD and Clay to be there. So the so offense, he, okay. okay. So, okay. I mean, okay. I mean I, what, I agree. what are you supposed to do? So, I, I, I mean, I, what, what can you do? So uh, now that KD is gone, now that KD is gone, I mean, now, now that KD, yeah, now that KD is gone and Clay is gone before the season starts, Steph Curry, well, more uh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has to learn how to. Okay, I got. I have a star down. I still have Draymond. If we you're a coach, you should have to learn. We have. We have. We got a good draft pick, and we and we need to put the we need to put the right pieces around Steph. So we need to adjust. And I think I'm. And I think we're gonna see that. I think we're gonna see it. Now, do I think they go? They're gonna make a run, but I can see. I can see them a fifth. It may be a little general. I can see them as a sixth or seventh seed. Uh, let me Tony, go ahead, Chad. If let's put it like this: Yeah, you can have the right pieces or whatever. But if if Draymond is not Draymond, they're they're not going to be good. But we don't know. But we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Just like we don't know if he's going to put his team on his back. Okay. Well, look, I'm just I'm just the offense. Just... The offense really runs through Draymond. Well, okay. well, yeah, because Draymond plays that point forward. But my thing is this with Steph. I don't I – dis, I highly disagree with the whole top two because you can't, you can't tell me you're a top two player and you never won a finals MVP. Yes, you can. How? What, what – Tony, what one or top two player never won their finals MVP on their own team? Let me see. I'm not uh, even gonna let you go with it because it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So anyway, so if, if a top two player is in the finals and that's okay, wins, that's fine. That's fine. But he was he was the first ever unanimous MVP. That's fine. That's cool, bro. And I'm with you. Derrick Rose was the youngest. So hey, <laughs> tick for tack. It does not matter. He was the first ever unanimous MVP. And Tony, he was the best player that year. No question. No question. But you your argument is it when he's healthy. He's a top two player. He was yeah, healthy in 2015. He was so. healthy. He was healthy in 2015, and he lost the Finals MVP to a role player. Okay. Okay. And then, if you're a top two player, it doesn't matter if the other team is gaining momentum. It doesn't matter if your offense goes in flux. You want to know why? Because two years ago, I seen Damian Lillard go up against Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and he still knocked him out of the playoffs. I seen Damian Lillard go up against Dwight Howard and. Uh, James Harden in the playoffs three years, four years ago, and he knocked them out the playoffs. So I'm not trying to hear about Kawhi and then with gaining momentum. I've seen one-man shows beat other players with a two-man star. How come Dirk Nowitzki beat the Miami Heat with a three-man crew in the 2011 finals? Oh, and let's not forget that Jason Terry, he, he did have Jason Terry, who was automatic from three. Okay. You did, you did have That's fine. That's you fine. You did have Jason. You did have Jason Kidd facilitating the entire offense. It was old too, but but Tony, but they all were old though. I'm using your argument. It doesn't if, matter if they were old. Listen, let's not, let's not okay. Dirk Nowitzki was not the one man show. Okay, I didn't say what, but okay, yeah, you then you're right. Then if, if 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 Steph Curry is a top two player, he's supposed to come all that. Because okay. to me, I've seen more. I listen. If, if you mean to tell me, I've seen more from Damian Lillard than I would than I've seen from Steph. Because, Man, no, you haven't. Okay, okay, so you mean to tell me that's fine. Lillard, that's fine. If Damian Lillard had Clay Thompson and Draymond back in 2015 or 2016, or in a KD and a Steve Kerr, he wouldn't have three chips. Sure. 
Sure. Okay then. Hey. I've seen I've seen Dame do more with less. I've, I've also I've, I've, I've also seen I've also seen Damian Lillard get locked up in the playoffs and get, by, by Drew Holiday, hey. who, who, who is simply a role player. Okay, I've also Drew, seen that. Wait, hold and on. And got swept. Okay, but Drew Holiday is a top two. We, J, 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 Drew player. Holiday is a top two defensive guard in the league. Role no, player. he is not. Role player. Drew Holiday no. is not a Drew Holiday is not a defensive guard. Role player. He's not a top two. Role player. A, a, a defensive guard. Not, not a, a top not a top bro, two defensive guard. Player. No. Go okay, Tony. Get on your phone right now. Look at his defense. And you're talking about Steph Curry. He don't play defense anyway. Okay. Right. Uh, yes, I, guess, I, I guess we can conclude that at this point in Curry's career, he's a system player. Okay, next topic. That's all he is. He's not a system player, but that's okay. Because system players can't put teams on their back. Okay, and when he does okay. put it on the back, they right. get hurt. We just gonna have to agree to disagree. You're wrong though, but we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. But I'm wrong. Yeah. Right. Now, Tony, if Steph Curry, if they don't make the playoffs, I'll admit they, when I'm wrong. Huh? I'll admit when I'm wrong. All right. We gonna have you back, Jazz. Okay. <laughs> I, I I gotta hear that conversation. And we gonna start with that. The passion, I, I, I love the passion. It's just the the passion is there. He was a one man show last year and got hurt. That's all I'm saying. All right, bro. Whatever. Dame took his team to the playoffs with a one man show. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Whatever, bro. Whatever. Whatever. I'm just saying. Dame had do you have, so Do you do you have anything? Do you have anything else for Jazz? Do you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, Jasmine, listen. So, I got two players. One has a championship coach. The other one does have a champion coach. But the other one went goes to the playoffs and beat the Lakers in the first round. The oh, other one gets hurt. Which one is – Which one am I <laughs> All right, look, um, Jasmine, honestly, real talk is, is really glad to have you on the um the podcast. I appreciate we, that. We but, but we, 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 we really we we really gotta get you on. We really gotta get you on um more because we didn't even scratch the surface with female sports. Uh, because I, me and Tony, we had this debate, not even a debate. We had this discussion about female athletes not getting paid. Um, I think female athletes, I think it's a mixture of the WNBA not having enough revenue to pay the athletes. And also just because they're women, I think, I think I said, I do. So it's like, is it more of them not having that much money into the business or is it because they're women? Like, which, like how much is it? And then both. It's uh, it's always people saying, "Oh, it's not entertaining," but I'm like, "Have y'all watched the WWE? Hey, they didn't came up with the past few years. Yeah, and me and Chad have been talking about it, so it's like but we just, like we gotta have you on. And see, as a as a female, you have to be skilled to play basketball. Right. You can't just get out there and just dribble a ball and do some fancy stuff. Right. Actually, skilled to play. But I think the WNBA doesn't do a great job marketing these girls. But then also. With women, it comes that that look. Yeah. Female basketball players, essentially, many of them don't have the look that the media wants to portray. Yeah. So when it comes to women in media, it's sex. Sex sells. Yeah. And if they can't sell that, we're not selling this. Because right. at LFL football, they was on national channels. And you like... But I'm like, LFL, that like these women are skilled basketball players. Like, you got to be skilled to play basketball. Right. Because when the, when the WNBA first started, you would have think uh, they, they playing in the, in the men's league. Mm-hmm. Cheryl <laughs> yeah. and all them. So it's like, yeah. but yeah, Jazz, we, um, we definitely going to have you on again because, like I said, we didn't even scratch the surface about. <laughs> It was it was so much fun, y'all. The energy is high. I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we get down. We get, we... Oh, oh, we get to, this, this is this is regular. This is like regular <laughs> telephone talk. Okay, yeah. we we do this all the time. That's why oh, yeah. we heard on the podcast. Yeah, you should hear our uh, you should hear our you should hear our LeBron and Jordan and Kobe debates. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just you know um, we got to take the, the equation. My God bless it. So. He, 
Yeah. 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 Um. What? B- b- before we let you go, Jazz. One of the things that um that we also want to do. Not only do we want to talk sports, we also want to make an impact on our, on our community. And also, if we can, if if the Lord, if the Lord's will, also on the nation. Um. Of course, you know, we just had an election. Um. What 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 were your thoughts on the result? Um. I'm I'm not gonna say that as well. Who you voted for? Oh uh, yeah. What, what, what is your? What's your? What's uh, we know your, who Jasmine voted for. <laughs> <laughs> what is your thoughts? Okay, so this was a, a very, a very touching thing because people are like, oh, the crime bill in '94 and da da da. Kamala did this, and I'm like, okay, we it's two evils. That's whatever. My thing is, Donald Trump stood for racism, big. Mm-hmm. He stood for hate. And to allow him to continue running our country does people that look like me a disservice. Yeah. I I've, I mean, we grew up here. I have never felt uneasy around white people. Man. I do, like I did as Donald Trump as president. And it's because they, they came from, they, they wore a mask. And now the mask is off. And now because your president is your leader and he's doing this, you think it's okay to do it too. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm happy that he did because it gave us the opportunity to see who, who the races are, who yeah. the bitches are. And if that's how you feel, who, the, the classes, even some black people, like the stuff they say, I'm like, when did you become so classes? Like we grew up together. <laughs> when did you take this, this role on? So yeah, I'm, I'm happy that the nation decided the next president. Now we have to hold them accountable because if they don't do their job, they can go too. And I think that's what it's about. If the person does not do their job, get them out of here. Yeah, I got you. Um, real quick. So I know me and uh, Chad had this real quick. Me and Chad had uh, we we did want to ask the panel. We did want to um, ask you too, Jasmine. Uh, to, there were there were. Uh, a few basketball questions we wanted to ask. We got to wait to it because me and Tony were going at each other's necks about Curry. <laughs> um, we had a little. We had, I have a little two question trivia. This is for everybody. It's not just for, yeah. it's for everybody. I have a two question trivia about basketball, and I'm gonna start doing these. You know, every every time we uh, have a podcast, um, and I'm gonna do football probably next week. Okay. But I have two trivia questions to test our knowledge because I think. Me, Tony, and Chad, we can see what you think. From 2000 to probably 2011, to us, that's the greatest era of basketball. Facts. Like, we know the 90s, but okay. that was to, that, that was, us. I I, that's when I started. Well, I paid attention in the 90s, but when you can really understand the game. Yeah, yeah. It was the two, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, because, yeah. like, like when people say, "Who's who's the greatest player you ever seen?" To me, it's Allen Iverson because that's I I saw him his first game in '96 to his last game in 2014. So it's like no 2010. So I know people are gonna say Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, but the greatest player I ever saw was six feet, 175 pounds from Newport News. So, so it's like my favorite player is Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Really? You know what I'm saying like like that's what I'm saying like. That and, and that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like that's it. Um, we lived in Memphis, and I watched him. I was like six, maybe five. I watched him play for um, play in college. So when right. he went to Orlando, that was that's who I followed. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. That's who I. Followed. I had pennies. I had the jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My soul was crushed when Shaq left and went to yeah. LA. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, that kind of, like, so Penny Hardaway is my favorite player. And then, of course, I followed the Heat. So, Tim Hardaway, Lonzo Mourning, P.J. Brown, those Mm. guys. Like, the 2000s Mm. were a a good year, a good time for basketball. Yeah, my favorite favorite player. And I was like, that happened in 04? (laughs) (laughs) I actually got a question about 04, too, in this trivia. Oh, Lord. Yeah, go Mm -hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so in 2004, don't y'all cannot look this up, so don't cheat. <laughs> don't cheat. Please don't cheat because that defeats the purpose. 
In two thousand, oh, are, are you going down the line, or is it multiple choice? Yeah, we're gonna do multiple choice. Okay, good. <laughs> but I feel like multiple choice will give y'all a hint. I feel like multiple choice will give y'all a hint. But anyway, f f forget it. We'll do multiple choice. Who won the MVP in two thousand four? I'm. It, it was it Tim Duncan. Kevin Garnett, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, or Kobe Bryant? It was Kevin Garnett. League MVP? B. I say Kevin Garnett. Wait, in 04? Yeah, 2004, because Tim Duncan won it in 2003. I say Kevin Garnett, too. That's Who told you, Tony? Who's over Nobody there? told me. I remember. Who you was shushing over there? All I'm saying is, you listen, all I'm saying is, I gave the question, you ran off, came back, and shushed somebody. Who you shushing over there? I this, know I ain't over there. No. You, oh, my God. This podcast about to turn into something else. All right, so, no, it's Darrell, bro. It's Darrell's here. Uh-huh. But okay. anyway, go ahead. All right, so who who you got, Chad? Uh, I'm gonna because have... uh, I know Garnett won the All Star Game MVP in '03, huh? Or was that yeah. in '03? I'm gonna have to go with B, Kevin Garnett. Wait, oh wait, '03 to '04, '04 to '05. Chad, when it hit 2004. <laughs> Who won MVP? Oh, B. Kevin Garnett. It was Kevin Garnett. You guys got it right. Facts. All right, I got one. I got one more. I got one more. Now this is gonna be a little hard, and I ain't gonna give y'all no breaks. In two thousand five, in two thousand five, what in the Eastern Conference Finals? It went Game Seven. What two teams played? In 2005. Okay, yep. who in the finals? Who in the finals? Oh, five. Oh, five. Um, hold on. I'm gonna, oh, five. I'm going to start the clock. One minute. Oh, I think I know. Who, who in the Eastern Conference Finals, who, what two teams played? I know. Okay. I, I okay, I know one of the teams. It was the Pistons and somebody. What? It was the Pistons, for sure. It went to game seven. Who they play? Was the Cavs? No, it wasn't the Cavs. Okay, Chad, you out. Chad, you gave your answer. Wait, I didn't know we were doing that out there. Oh, no, I, know you it is. I know you, it is. I know it is. I know it is. It was the Pistons and the Miami Heat because it was Shaq's first year. They didn't win. The, they didn't win the finals in. Oh, they didn't win the finals. They didn't go to the finals to the next year. No, that went six games. That that went seven games, bro. That went seven that went games. Six. That went seven went games. Seven. Chad. It went seven, Chad. It went seven. Yes, you should know that. On four to on five. Hey, listen, on four to on five. So we so the playoffs was when we was in high school, so we got to wear jersey. We got to wear Miami Heat stuff to school when the playoffs. Man, I'm so disappointed in that you didn't know it. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, Chad, that, that, that was games. That was seven games, G. It was seven games. Look it up. That was a good trivia. Both questions. Yeah, I, I got. Yeah, I got more. So uh, <laughs> next week we're gonna do. Um, I'll probably do about three of them. Okay. I might. We might start. We might start it off with that. I one. got one. <laughs> back in okay. the era. Back in the era we're talking about now. Who are the top three shooting guards from the years of 1996 to about 2006? We From 1996 well, to 2006? Well, 96, you, well, you mean Jordan from stopped, Jordan stopped in 1998. So well, well, after Jordan, after Jordan. Okay, that's easy. That was Trace McGrady, Kobe Bryant, and Allen Iverson. Easy. That Easy. Easy, Chad. 
Come on, bro. That yeah, was our favorite players growing up. Dad, you should stop doing trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Come on, man. Wait, hold on. Wait. Yeah, Tracy played the two because he played the three and sometimes when they did rotation. Did you know that, Jasmine? He was a two guard. He was a two guard. Tracy was the top. That them three was the top. I know Allen when Kobe was. I didn't know Tracy was. Dang. Wait. And he whoa, 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 Tracy McGrady was a two-time scoring champion. He was at a, he was in Orlando at the time. Right. right. He was a he was a two-time scoring champion. Scoring okay. champion. That don't mean yes. Now, now listen, now listen, I'm not about to sit here and say that Tracy McGrady was better than Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant because he wasn't. Now, Tracy McGrady was my favorite player. I knew that every time the Magic played the Lakers or the Sixers, the Sixers, we was going to lose because Allen Iverson and Kobe was, you know, they were that, they, they were them. But Yeah, but, us, know, as, but Tracy, us as fans, but us as fans was winning because we got to so we got to see that matchup. Facts. Facts. Uh, I'm trying to Facts. think like any other two guards from that from that era. I mean, can we say Dwayne Wade and LeBron? No. Yeah. Well, no, nah, because that was I'm that's not. three years. Vince that's Carter. two. Vince Carter. In, so if you're talking about, but dang, who was better, Vince Carter or Tracy McGrady? Come on, man, are you serious right now? No, I don't I'm know. No, I'm saying Hakeem. Hakeem. You know, we're gonna say we're gonna say that debate for later, bro. We're not about to do this. No, We're not I about think to it's, no, no, Tony. Listen, I think it's. I know it's Tracy McGrady, but I'm like, if you like, go back and look at Vince Carter, and just look what he what he did for the Raptors. Like he took that team to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's like I don't think he's better than Tracy McGrady, but it's like I don't think it's. I, I would I would like to go back. I'm gonna go back and look at like his numbers and what he did from from 2000 to 2006. Let's see what he did. Okay, I, I don't think Vince Carter ever averaged over 30 over 30. In, in in a in 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 a season, Tracy okay, Brady averaged. Yeah, Tracy but he was averaging twenty five and winning though. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fine too. I, I I mean I don't. I mean yeah, I get you. Well, I yeah, mean, and not only that, not only that, the Raptors had a way better team than what than what Tracy McGrady was given because Grant Hill was never healthy. Well, that's Tracy I mean, McGrady fault for leaving. Yeah, but I mean that Rockets team though. <laughs> that Rockets team, he had Yao Ming and them niggas. But you know Yao Ming couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't either. True, <laughs> right? But when he was, but when he was on the, when he was, he averaged twenty five and twenty six. Listen, I, I think it's I know it's Tracy McGrady. No, I think I know it's Tracy, but I think I, I I would have to go look at Vince Carter's career. He's an honorable mention. I'm definitely honorable mention, bro, because he he's up there, bro. Because ain't nobody better dunking. Ain't nobody ain't no better dunker than him. Ray Allen was nice too. Ray yeah. Allen was good. Ray Allen was yeah. good. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was good. Hey, yeah. I'm a bigger fan of Milwaukee Ray Allen than I am Seattle Milwaukee. I agree with you. Yeah, I like Miami Ray Allen. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. How how was the city when they won? It was crazy. It, it was all good. four years. No, how was the city in 06 when they won? Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a crazy, because, you know, our franchise was fairly new. We right. uh, got started in 87, I believe it was. So our franchise was new, so we that's all we know is is, um, is the heat. So we were so, so excited in 06. And then when we got LeBron, he still owe us, like, two more championships, not one, not two, not three. He owe us more than what he left. I know that's right. <laughs> But <laughs> the the city was nuts. Like ticket prices were high. Everything was high just because he bought so much uh action to the city. People right. were traveling from everywhere to come see LeBron play. Sorry. So we, we benefited the city benefited a lot uh from his um his time there. Thankful. I didn't see him play like in that live. I've seen him. I, it's LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would Hey, look, hey, look, Jasmine, you you ain't gonna have. Listen, I'm I'm gonna, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I think I'm gonna be more of a supporter of that guy than than the other two. So. Uh, whoa, man. whoa, whoa, hey, hey, I'm on the same. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on the same level with Hakeem. Chad cannot stand LeBron. 
me, I would say that. Chad don't like LeBron at all. I'm a fan. I like the player too, but the man he is. Yeah, I like. That ain't got nothing to do with with, with on the court. We're gonna have that conversation another day. Oh, we're gonna have it. We're gonna have it. Yeah, we're gonna definitely have that debate. We're gonna definitely have that debate. Another day. They can see you. Whatever. Take us home, Tony. Take us home. All right, man. Uh Jazz, thank you so, 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 so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Um, as you can see. We give we give live raw debates. This ain't it ain't it ain't usually scheduled. We don't usually go, you know, a pre-plan. I mean, we have some plans, but as you see, it's it's a bit unorthodox. Uh, it's a bit uh, it, it's a bit on the fly, uh, but it's genuine. Uh, we have raw, genuine debates, and we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out of your. I'm sure your busy schedule to, thank you. to just simply it. talk sports with us, yo. We tr- we truly no appreciate it. Um, thank you. Uh, let, let, let the listeners know where they can find you at. Yeah, so um, Female Athletes Rock on Instagram. You can visit the website at femaleathletesrock.org or my personal uh, page is Jazzy J. My Instagram, yeah, Jazzy J. That's like personal stuff. I was watching the Jeezy concert last night. I don't want people to be right. professional, but <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's right. who I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, make sure y'all go follow her and support that podcast. I know I definitely will. Um, is it on Apple? Is it on Apple? Can't be an emergency. I'm about to manage stress disorder. Can't be fixed with surgery. Looks like you. Thank you for listening to the What Do We Know podcast. Bye.